Over the course of nine years, my father, Stephen, son of Robert and Lillian, memorized over 90 quotes that he recites daily. In each podcast, a quote is randomly picked out of a hat and then discussed. Many of the quotes relate in one way or the other to the Dreams course that Stephen is currently teaching. Welcome back to the Dreams Course podcast. I'm Michael, son of Stephen and Judith. And I'm Stephen, son of Lillian and Robert. When we get to it, I'll pick one out. Here we go. All right. (laughs) Might as well be yourself. Everyone else is taken. And that is by Oscar Wilde. Isn't it weird how many people choose not to be themselves? Well, they're trying to fit in. Right, because we're social animals, so therefore being accepted into whatever tribe you're in is more important sometimes than your own individual voice. The reason that inspired me was it was funny. Might as well be yourself. Everyone else is taken. Right. It's it's a joke, but... Many people are just, if given the choice to <laughs> be themselves or not, well, many will say, yeah, bring on the non-me. And it kind of fit in for my course because my course is about being individuated, which means you might as well be yourself. Everyone else is taken. It's an encouragement to myself to remember as a student and as a teacher, the goal is to be yourself, authentic. And I love that he did said that way back over 100 years ago. He was on top of it. Mm. Now, you said that this is um, central to what your course does. So The basic course starts with kind of an interview. And I get a sense of the the dreamer, and then they share a dream, and we discuss that dream. And then uh, I usually wait a day to see whether or not I'll accept them or they want to be in. And then if they do, we start out. And we start out with uh, a whole pamphlet on dreams. And then we move to um, quotes, strong quotes, usually what we call animus quotes. And they memorize it. They begin a memorization process of quotes to to kind of instill um, courage to be yourself, I would say. And then we discuss the different voices within you and how you're the conductor of those voices, that orchestra. And it leads to, eventually leads to, when all this is done, we, we do dream memoir sometimes, which is writing about a particular thing in a dream or a particular person. And then we have your dream home, which is like dreams and houses, homes, and dreams are huge. And they're important. So... One of the last exercises we do is to, you know, describe your dream house that where all the different selves, voices of you can live. Where is it? How big is it? How many rooms is it? What's the landscape like? And this is a kind of a way of creating now the kind of landscape, inner landscape that you want to live in. And then the final thing is what we call the final exam, which is doing something in your life that's individuated, that takes a risk, that has a moment of courage to kind of show your wo- show you the way down the path. And that's the course, and it, 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 um, 
it's flexible and stuff, but that's what is trying to get you to the point where you're going, might as, might as well be myself, everyone else is taken. How long does a cor- does the course usually take? Like, what's the... It's taken... I haven't put a timeline on it so far. I mean, um, people ask me, well, what's the... How does it work? How much money do you pay? And I go, you don't pay me anything. You make a donation to the charity of my choice, usually between 75 and and $100, so, and that's it. And I don't go, well, that gives you four weeks, or that gives you three weeks, or the course will be five. The course is as long as it takes to get you to the final exam, which is to do an act of individuation. Right, because the course is about taking action for the self learning to recognize where you want to change and then taking action to make that happen. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good point because... What is it? Listening well, the, to the self? Well, what is it? it's becoming... Well, by listening and discovering the voices, the tapes that you play in your head that you may have learned from childhood or God knows where, that play in your head reactions to certain situations are just tapes. It's the computer in us. It's just coming up with a response to a certain experience. And it may not be a reaction that you want to have anymore. Mm. You don't need it. Maybe something you reacted to something earlier in your life to punishment or because of punishment or some other thing. So you have a negative response to anyone in authority. And now you're at 28 or 9 and you're trying to uh, get a job and stuff like that. And you find you, you can hardly work for anyone because there's always someone above you. And that moment is the time you would take stock of that voice and say, I don't need you. You're in the way of me getting work and other activities because of the authority. And we would try to then change the pattern from one of a negative feeling about authority to one of having no reaction to it mm. so that they're no longer victimized by their own tapes. Yeah. And it's not easy. It's just like when you watch artists and writers it's not easy to have, as a writer, to have your own voice. It's not, you don't just sit down writing and you suddenly have a voice. Or the same with music or anything, a style, something inherent in the way they present their work that is consistent or comes from an original, authentic Yeah, self. because it takes practice and it also takes failure to learn to recognize what you know and what you don't know. I feel like finding your voice is learning to recognize what you can speak on honestly. A lot of times I tried faking to be a voice I wasn't. So then I feel like finding my voice was really about recognizing what I already knew. You know what I mean? Like once, you, once you're once you coming from the place of this is what I'm seeing, this is what I'm feeling already, I know, I, there's no doubt there. Then you have confidence as an, as an artist as in your voice because you know that you're not bullshitting this. This is authentic. And then there's nothing holding you back. Right. You know, and I, I mean, there's so many tangents off that comment you just made. You can make, but one of the tangents that's really important is, in the course, if you get awareness of of behavior that you no longer like, or you're doing something that doesn't really fulfill you, or empower you, in the course, that very day you become aware of it, you're changing the habit. That very day you realize you need to shed weight, you start walking. There is a direct relationship between awareness and action. And um, I don't have a lot of patience for just an awareness course. Uh, I have a, I, my, 
energy gets absolutely pumped when I see one of my dreamers take action on something they know they don't need or can do that they didn't think they could do and feel that energy come. That's that's where the action is. It's not an awareness. It's an awareness and action. I mean, I'm in my 30s and I'm already getting tired of people who just talk about doing stuff and then never do it. Worst. So, I've, so I, I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I don't got time for that. Right. You've done been that way ever since you went to the Knowles camp in Alaska. And since when that came back, that was a one of those big moment experiences. I, th- I remember driving you home from the Newark airport and you were just different. You were quiet in the car. I could see that you'd had some experience there that was really, you know, really touched base with, with uh, you might as, well, might as well be yourself kind of moment. What mm. was it about it that took that grabbed you? Uh, grabbed me, or why was I qu- silent in the car? <laughs> <laughs> well, silent <laughs> in the car is because you know after we got through weather and sports, and you know how about those Phillies? And wow, well, looks like uh, we're testing a nuclear bomb somewhere. There was just silence. There's yeah. What changed my life that summer was that we went for a long walk. I mean, you got to give credit to the power of a long walk. I don't know if it's because ancestrally we were walkers, we were travelers, but something about walking for 28 days with just a backpack and somewhere in that process, it changed me. And I think that was maybe my relationship to the natural world, feeling like a small individual within a vast landscape and learning how to take care of myself. Yeah, it changed me. Yeah, it's it changed you and you've traveled everywhere around the world and done stuff. And I think for the people in my course, that's the kind of thing I, I I like seeing where you they take a risk or do a new experience that opens up doors. That that Alaska trip, which could have been you know a nice summer, but so what, turned out to be one of the most influential moments of your life that continues to the day. Yeah, and so also planted the seeds of how to take care of myself because when you're out in that environment and you're responsible for your own belongings that you're carrying on your back they're not in the permanent shelter of a house these everything you have is in a pack on your back so don't lose it it. take care of it uh be organized about it you start to learn all these little things that make the same experience go from that was a form of hell because I wasn't having any fun to suddenly to suddenly that was one of the best experiences I've ever had because I learned certain skills and perspective changes that made it go from that was really difficult and a bad time to suddenly, hey, I feel empowered in this. I feel good. I'm having fun. Which, by the way, is part of might as well be yourself. Mm. Because if you are going to be yourself, then you need to take responsibility for being that self. I, I, I am inspired by people who I saw who had that. They seemed to have everything dialed in. They had a skill set mm. to take care of themselves, be conscientious of other people, and go do fun things to live with spirit. You know, All those were skill sets they, that they had developed as human, as human beings. And I went... Oh, that's what I want to try to live up to. These kind of wow. Renaissance style, you know, yeah, Renaissance person, but also someone that was easygoing, kind-hearted, and um, which I'm working on, by the way. 
that's not there yet. Yeah, you, you, but I'm, I'm no, you're not there. You can be a cold fish. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good morning. Good morning, Mikey. Well, yeah, good morning. <laughs> How was your night? No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, no, I think that you. I think you are working on that, and I don't mean that it was a joke. But what it does mean is that you have been self-reliant. You really, you're used to your own company. And when you're in the mix, mix like we've been doing for three months, four, more, four months, you've been here a long time. We're together, it's now, you know, it brings out other things in us. You brought out some very good qualities in me because I know you won't tolerate if I'm acting too demanding or impatient or something like that. I know, I know you'll call me on it. Well, that's the point of good friends, right? Yeah. Is to, for them to call you out on yeah. when you're bullshitting. Yeah, absolutely. I will say there's one more thing that I thought of earlier I just remembered. There's a favorite song of mine from when I was in my 20s and it was when I was living in Scotland. It's by a guy named King Creosote. There's a lyric in the song that says, I was past 35 before my face made much sense. I'm going to play a little clip of it so you can hear it. You're growing old, you're growing tense. I was past 35 before my face made much sense. It means nothing. I knew that was an important line. I've been saying that to myself for 15 plus years now since I heard that song and that line stuck. At first I took comfort in knowing that I was in my 20s and I had a long way to go until 35. Right. And that I, it was, took some of the pressure off to know who I was right away. Right. And I knew that here's someone whose opinion I respected and seemed to be striking on something important here that it takes a while to get to know the self. It takes a while to get to the point where you look in the mirror and you begin to understand who this person is that you've been looking at the whole time. Um, yeah, that's a different word different because I look in the mirror and I just scream <laughs> and, I, I and what I say is just I repeat over and over the expression are you kidding are you kidding that's what it come to look like well this is let me ask you a really a serious question do you love yourself well I'm learning to but for years, I didn't. I was rewarded myself based on wins and losses. Um, Through a sports metaphor. For as a sports metaphor, I, I never evaluated the, the things like being a better person or being a good person or being a kind person or is such a better method of measuring a person. In fact, I gave an assignment to one of my dreamers who exactly this idea, which was write an eulogy that you would want someone to be reading about how your life yeah. turned out. Yeah. And if it's this, like, well, this is what my biggest fear was probably when I was young. <laughs> and I see other people that are going to have these kind of eulogies. When I was 16, I got my first car. And then I had 15 more cars between that and 40. And I had this job and I had these kids and I had these dogs and we went on this vacation. And at the end of it, it's a list of things you did. 
like a list that you're sending to the market, not like I watched a man change people's lives. That's the mark of a great life. What impact have you made? What impact have you made? Not how many hot dogs have you eaten? How many cars did you own? Whose life did you impact? When you are yourself, those are the values you'll be living. While I'm st struggling to love myself, there are things in me that I do appreciate, that I know that I, qualities that I have that I don't pretend I don't have. Well, this is the kind of the ironic thing about this quote is that it says, might as well be yourself, everyone else is taken. But in many ways, yourself is a reflection of everyone that you've encountered in your lifetime. Mm. So that's why that's how I like to think about it sometimes is like, I'm my unique self because I'm drawing from all the best attributes and the lessons learned of these people I've I've known in my life. And I've known them personally. We've we've gone on trips together. They've been friends. I've also these are people I've whose authors I've read, whose films I've seen, the stories I've heard. I'm a reflection of all of that, but I get to pick and choose from them who I want to be. And that right. becomes my individuated self. Right. That becomes, and it really, what you said before, it's a really a lifelong process. Yeah. I'm still in it. Well, that, thank I mean, God it's a lifelong process well, because true. then you get to keep growing. You and have to keep learning. You get better at living life. And that you, you can't become individuated without growing. It is individuation and growing are pretty much like the same thing. When we spoke about in the, the egg episode, you know, there will always be another eggshell that you can <laughs> break out of. Break out of. You know? Yeah. So well, isn't that isn't that comforting knowing that you can always keep growing? Well, keep changing. I, I haven't thought about it because I'm always like, oh, come on. It's like going up a mountain. Are we almost there? You know, it's like, oh, one more eggshell. <laughs> oh, come on. Please. Really? I've done six. You know, there is a bit of that in me. Are you kidding me? There's another world of oh understanding. There's another world of perspective. There's another world of feeling that I haven't yeah. been able to understand yet. I think maybe that's important to realize that it's the unpeeling is endless. So relax. Or the process of remembering the self is a renewal. Mm, oh boy. You have to keep doing it. You, it's not enough to just feel that feeling once. It's a practice where you have to keep coming back to it and you're going to go through those ups and downs, the stages of discovery and getting lost and discovery and getting lost. Which is the back to what you were talking about, the rhythm. Yeah. The rhythm of life is down, valley, up, valley, up, valley, up. It's the yeah. ryth rhythm of things. And if you can tap into the rhythm of things and not respond when you're in the valley, so you don't respond too much to it, mm. ride it, because yeah. you know it's headed up. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. All right, well, all good. All right. The Dreams Course is a one-on-one -on -one program done through phone calls with Stephen, using dream interpretation and reading Herman Hesse's Damien. For more information about The Dreams Course, email Stephen at csmoke at optonline.net, S-E-A-S-M-O-K-E at O-P-T-O-N-L-I-N-E dot net. 
If you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and come back for the next episode. We have many, many more quotes to get to. Thank you. Don't you know?